0: say good black don't crack, they're not wrong, it's your secret. But if
1: we think that to look better is to certainly get a better spirit in our heart and uh, to work every day to become a better wife, a better mother, a better friend, a better sister, then those values and attributes alone will make us more beautiful than we are now.
2: Fear it! Own it!
3: Take a minute and know that you are this power. Put out the fire that our ancestors lit that carried us. Teach our children to claim their
0: destiny.
1: I say, it's in the reach of my arm, the span of my hips, the stride of my steps, the curl of my lips, I'm a woman. Phenomenal. How can fat girl be the best anything that a
0: cat woman in the
2: You know exactly who I am and what I'm capable of. Just like I know exactly what you are.
4: We have made it back once again. Yes, all these beautiful, wonderful ladies. Today's show is about healthy split. So, ladies, um, where would we like to begin? Actually, I want everybody to introduce themselves. We'll start with Maxine, Letitia, uh, Yoshika, and then Jackie. Maxine, go.
2: Hello, everyone. My name is Maxine Sinclair. And I have a show here called Is Miss Max Health and Culture every Friday. Well, every other Friday at five o'clock um, Pacific Standard Time, eight o'clock p.m. What is that? Eastern Standard Time. And I also have a business called Ministry where I specialize in alternative solutions for your health and wealth for discomfort, stress, discomfort, stress and pain and also detoxing. You can find me on Instagram
5: and Facebook thank you that's what's up hey everybody welcome back I'm so glad to be here amongst of course my beautiful hostess with the mostest all of you I think we have Jackie in the background um Empress Cindy uh, Maxine Yashika. if I'm saying it wrong please forgive me it's been a minute Um, So, I'm Latisha, I'm one of the hosts as well here with Divine Femininity, and I have, uh, we have actually me and my husband have a business, it's a transportation and delivery services uh, here local, and it's called uh, Third Eye Vision Solutions. Uh, We um, also are looking at other perspectives down the road, but our nonprofit keeps us pretty busy. So. you can find us at third underscore vision Solutions LLC. Forgive me, I have not memorized this because I don't really give it out. <laughs> Everything's done behind the scenes. So that's why I say you never know what's really going on until you know what's going on. So um, I miss you, ladies. It's been a while and uh, glad to be back. Love you all. Peace. Go ahead, Yoshika.
0: <laughs> i'm the owner of organic dispensary um i sell cmas herbs and supplements and you guys can find me on um my ig handle organic.dispensary.llc oh you did tagging nuts? i love those
5: <laughs> yes there were the other ones too. They're pretty big and round. I don't know what those are, but those are helpful. Sagan, that's on point. Uh,
4: Jackie, you want to go? Yes. I'm so excited to be back. I'm excited.
6: <laughs> well, I am Jackie Q and I am owner of Joni. Product, Joni, that's J O N I products. And I'm also um, a staff member of On the Wake Up Radio uh, with the wonderful super producer, Cindy Ashby, um, as the operations uh, manager. So thank you for having us back tonight. I'm excited. Hey, Yashika. Hey, Leticia. Hey, Sis Maxine. Hey, Cindy.
4: Today's topic is healthy split, friends, families, lovers. Where do we start? Who wants to start about a healthy split?
2: Boy, haven't we done it with all of them. I'll start with friends. I'll start with friends because friendships can be wonderful and complicated at the same time. But sometimes you have what Oprah used to call a friend shift meaning that sometimes the friend's shift goes in a different direction. You may not no longer carry the same values. It could be an argument. It could be a miscommunication, whatever the reason is. But for whatever reason, we're not friends anymore. And we may have different concepts of why we're not friends anymore. So what do we do about that? I say, if there's no argument, you can leave the friendship in love. It doesn't have to be any argument. I've had that where I've drifted apart from people only to come back years later. And they ask the question, why did we break up? Why were we no longer friends anymore? I'm like, because you was doing some foolery, but I'm cool with it. I just realized that hurting people hurt people. So, you know, you just have to kind of move on from that. But sometimes it may not be so clean. Depending on the situation, we all have different situations where we've had people that we broke up with, whether it's a boyfriend, a friend, a family member, it could be amicable or it could be not so amicable. But I always root for the latter, being amicable, because you just never know how people will circle back in your life. People change at different times in their lives. We're not the same where we are. We change over, I call it the portals. Your life goes through portals. So you may come back and you think like, God, we were fighting over something so silly. It wasn't as big as what I thought it was. So that's just my first take on it. Leticia,
4: what you got to
5: say, girl?
2: So I would say healthy would be
5: where, as uh, Empress Maxine mentioned, where it's amicable. Well, that's the ideal most most relationships just don't end up that way, and that's why we've come together to have this discussion as a tribe of of, of women to talk about how we can uh, have those those uh, boundaries, and that means even if you got to go to a restaurant to a public place, so that you can create that safe space for you to break off whatever it is. I'm not saying just with a man, it could be with a woman. But I found healthy for me, worked by writing. If I felt like this person's not gonna have a serious conversation, it's gonna get escalated, I'm not gonna have a word in edgewise, it's not gonna be respectful, and I've grown I'm not saying I've always was there. I've grown to where I'm no longer at that place where I want to argue and go back and forth with you about it, but I need to make my point known. So I'm going to write that out instead and I'll send it. And I've done that before. I, I did that with several people once upon a time. Um, and, and I was going through a period of, of reflection in my life where I needed to ask people to forgive me. And instead of calling them or talking to them face to face because I knew that it wouldn't have been so cordial and they wouldn't have heard me out, the best and healthiest way, in my opinion, was to write them a letter. And that way they got to hear all of what I had to say before they can even interject like right away, you know. They have that whole letter in front, whatever it is. It can be one page, two page, whatever you gotta you know, say and get off your chest. But I, I think that's the whole thing is trying to find healthy boundaries and healthy ways to communicate a, a split up to where it's not dangerous for a person to split or, or we're not doing this avoidance thing because that's not healthy either. Some people just stop talking to each other to me, that's not even, that's not considered healthy, in my opinion, like just to not talk to, to someone all of a sudden, especially if you've had a long-term relationship. I'm not talking about these ones and twosies type thing, but anyway, I could go on. But uh, yeah, that's that's how I look at handling, you know, healthy uh, breakups is that by, you know, finding what's healthy for you, what's going to be safe for you. Mm-hmm. Even with family,
4: I love that. I do. I do. Uh, Yoshika, go ahead. Tell us healthy tips for breaking up.
0: Healthy tips for breaking up is just basically letting the person know how you feel and how you feel. Um, and and you know just like stay your ground, um, stay level headed, um, and just. Basically just being true to yourself, right? As part of your self love, self care. You know, if the person don't want to meet you halfway, I mean, it's either that way or the highway. Yeah, I'm still learning.
4: (laughs) And Jackie, healthy tips, break up. Yes. I'm
5: loving all of the points that the sisters are making, but y'all know I always got a little story to tell. (laughs) Um,
6: I've had some
0: 30-year friendships with sisters. Um, There's not even a man. Um, And I think
6: because of the 30 years and because we intertwined our families, I'm auntie to their kids their kid, you know what I mean? Like my my children called them aunties. It hurt worse than any man could have ever hurt me. Um, because I trusted them with my life. I like those would be the females that if anything happened to me, I need you to raise my children. That mm-hmm. type of thing. So the the betrayal and the hurt uh it hurt deeper than anything I'd ever felt. And I, I was, I did not end it in the nicest way. And um, it it was abrupt because I acted out of emotion and hurt. And um, I don't know if I can go back. I don't know how to go back and say, we need to talk. Because I don't know if I want them in my life again after 30 years. And I felt that, well, God, damn, you waited 30 years, bitch. (laughs) 30 years you was around me and you faking and I never really knew how you felt. But like Maxine said, we go through different phases and maybe we were just at one of those phases in our life that our, our, our sisterhood changed or our bond changed. And maybe I didn't see it. we grew apart. I don't know. But all I do know is that after 30 years, thinking that you know someone, not knowing that they really felt a certain type of way about you, how can you have that person back around in the same capacity as they were before? How do I go back and say, hey, let's talk about this. Let's settle this. Because I'm really looking at them like, you know, I can really put my paws on you right now. for thirty years, um, so I'm you know that my my thirty year friendship did not end amicably, amicably, um, and it ended with me being very angry. I'm still a little upset today, okay. but I've moved on my in my life. So it depends on the the level of hurt, I think is because um, I I was too devastated to have a, a sensible conversation. I was angry. So, it, it, and it's still taking me some time. But there have been relationships that I've had that we said, you know, like with the man, sorry, this is just not working for me. No, we cool. We cool. You know what I mean? Like, we're just not for each other. Mm-hmm. But we're cool. And I wanna see you happy. You see me happy. And you know, we move on in life and when I see you, hey, how's the family? How's everybody? That's good, good to see you. And you push on and it's it's we're not enemies. Mm-hmm. So I guess it depends on the circumstance. Um, and I wish I wish I knew how um to end that friendship with my thirty year sisters I I wish I did not get that upset but I did because I was hurt Mm -hmm. so um, sometimes you will part ways uh, with no smoke no beef we're not enemies we're cool and sometimes the hurt runs really really deep that you don't you don't ever want to speak to that person again so yeah it
4: depends Damn. Um, so ladies, if someone asked you what is the worst split? Is it with the friend? Is it with the family? Or is it with the lover? For mm-hmm. you, what is the wor- like
2: the gut wrenching mm-hmm. like for each of you? I gotta tell you, I've had a little of both. I'll start with the friendship. Like Jackie, I had a lifelong friendship like you did, Jackie, that I had to choose to end. It was someone, the same thing. We grew up together in an old neighborhood, but I, I could tell you exactly what it was that broke the friendship. It's just that it was a one-sided friendship. It was a one-sided friendship. I was giving all the time. I was the one, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. We had great times. We would go hang out, but it just felt like over the years, now think back, I told you, it's a childhood friend until we get into our adulthoods our adulthood our adulthood and i felt like my friend wasn't growing it was the same stuff i don't have no money i'm down on my luck can you help a sister out um but it was never anything that she was giving back not that i ever asked her for anything but it would be nice if she would say hey sis you know let's go to the movies i got you this time just every now and again And I think the deal breaker for me, and that's why I was going to ask you, Jackie, what the deal breaker was for you and your friend, because the deal breaker for me was she had moved out of up north in Northern California. Her daughter, her goddaughter was my, uh, she's my goddaughter, was here for six months and my friend didn't say a word, but she came down just to pop into town to let me know that, you know, hey, we're in town and yet she was here, but she wanted me to take them to breakfast. That was the deal breaker for me. I said, no more of this shit. No more. You will not use me. And like Letitia, I I sent her an email because I didn't want to do it in front of my goddaughter because I had made my decision that day. And the other vow that I had made to her when I turned 50, I said, I'm telling you something, I'm turning 50 this year. That was that at that time. And I said, and I am not dealing with no more foolery. We're getting too old for this. I got to set some boundaries. And I said, I'm just letting you know. I guess she decided to call my bluff. And so that was the deal breaker for me. No hate. And when I sent her the email, all she said was, okay, well, have fun with your new friends. I said nothing about having new friends. Nothing at all about new friends. But that's what she assumed. And guess what? Just like that, she didn't look back. So what did that tell me?
5: She
2: didn't care about this. She didn't, she
5: didn't care, she right? Didn't. That was a deflection tactic for her to bring up you and other friends. She was trying to make up, justify in her mind why you've you're no longer her friend. It wasn't her fault, you know. That that's right. that whole accountability. You know, we still gotta be accountable. You're absolutely right, Leticia <laughs> Um,
6: Sister Maxine, with for, for me. This was during the time when I lost my dad. These females knew how I felt about my dad because they loved him as well. Um, Two of them have been around me and my family and my dad since we were kids, young teenagers. Uh, I had a nephew. One of, one of them was my sister-in-law. Her son, my nephew, had a problem with putting his hands on women. And I had a problem with finding that out. Because any, everybody in my family knows how I am about any of the men in my family putting their hands on women. After I've been very open and honest with my nieces and nephews about domestic violence as a survivor. And uh, when I found it out, I said some words to him, not anything disrespectful, just to let him know that this is what's going to happen to you because what you put out there always
0: comes back.
6: And he took it uh, in whatever way he wanted to take it and became extremely disrespectful to me as his aunt and one that had changed his pamphlets. And they, these two that have been in my life for 30 years tend to uh, coddle him in his wrongness and protect him. So when my father passed, I took it extremely hard. Um, That was the worst grief I'd ever experienced in my life. Um, You might as well say I hit bottom. And there was Thanksgiving coming around the corner. And I'd ask, hey, what are you guys doing for Thanksgiving? Oh, well, we're going to do this. We're going to do that. Okay, that's cool. Well, when it got close to Thanksgiving, I asked the question again. And obviously, the change, the plans had changed. And my nephew, whom I hadn't spoken with in about three years since that incident took place, was having it at his home. And I was not invited. Fine. that's fine with me because
0: he still has to grow in life but as far as these
6: two women that have raised children into adults and we've all raised our children together you hid it they hid it from me and they lied because they were going over to have Thanksgiving with him and didn't want me to know. And one thing my father never did was uh, deny any of his family. I don't care how much we fucked up as his children. His door was always open. And that's what family is about. So when this happened, uh, right behind my father passing, it it was like a double slap in my face. How dare you not honor him and how he lived and this family is the patriarch of this family. But now you condone this young man of ours and you uphold him in his wrongness and you hide from me the fact that everyone is gathering for Thanksgiving as family, but I'm not family. Then fuck y'all. And that's how I left it.
2: Period. Period well that's a tough one that's very hurtful yeah i i I feel like if if those
5: relationships aren't healthy then they're not meant for you and so you have to allow yourself time to grieve we only think of grieving as a thing we do when we lose someone to the next realm and it doesn't mean that, on, that's not the only thing it means. We, we use grieving when we lose relationships too. And when we it, we don't allow ourselves time to grieve, we're skipping a process. And skipping that process makes you have unhealthy relationships even from there forward. And you start seeing those things come up in those relationships. So that's, that's where we ha- have to start looking at how it is how it's healthy to leave unhealthy relationships, but you're going to hurt in the process because a lot of times those relationships were bonded with blood or with time and you can't get that back. And so, you know, it, it's, it's going to hurt and we have to allow ourselves that grieving time, whatever it is. It can be 30, 30 days. It could be a year. Everyone's different and even as much as that person hurt you and people might say get over out, out him or get over their ass cuz they didn't they they treat you like shit you still had your heart in it your heart was in that relationship whether it was a family or a friend or, or 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 your man um and so when you lose that spiritual connection that you have especially with um, sexual intimate relationships you have a soul tie so that's why a lot of those relationships tend to hurt more when you lose relation. I'm not speaking for everyone, but when you lose a relationship with someone that you have uh, had intimate relations with. Um, but with family, uh, I have recently had to let go of family myself. Um, so I know how it feels, Empress Jackie. And, and Maxine, because those long-term relationships, to me, they become family. And it might not be by blood, but there still was a, a connection. And I've had 20-year relationships that I've had to end because it wasn't healthy for me. And you're doing the same thing. You're saying the same, like the having the same issues, like Empress Maxine was saying. I, I got to a point where I told her, look, um, at this point you're, you're, you're having this issue with this man and you're not going to leave him. So maybe just maybe you need to go to God. Cause I don't have the answer anymore. You need to go to God, whoever you, whoever your higher power is, cause I'm not it. <laughs> cause I'm going to keep telling you the same thing over and over. If you ain't happy, baby, let it go. It can't nobody make you happy, but you first. And then other people can add to their happiness. They're an extension of it. But if they're bringing you discord or, or or unrest, you gotta let that go. And it's gonna hurt at first. We gotta we definitely gotta put that out there. It ain't easy peasy, just oh, I had 30 years with that bitch or whoever I don't call women out their name. But if that's what she was acting like, that's what you are. Hey, okay? you a female dog, you a female dog. But anyway, uh you know, you just we just have to grieve and then we need to go to the next step and move forward into healthier relationships. But I would encourage you Empress Jackie cuz you mentioned you don't know how to to address it. I would do like Maxine did, email, you know, send send her an email. If you don't want that relationship anymore, make your peace and hey, send it off. Get that get get it off your chest and move on cuz that might be also causing a burden on you you never know holding that in to yourself you're telling us but the person that needs to know that's where it really has to go that message has to get to that that your home girl your ex-home girl you know but that that's all i wanted to mention um so now basically
4: what is the worst betrayal is it the friend the family or
2: the lover go ahead ladies I would have to say the family. I would have to say the family because family can be very cliquish, having them make me feel like I was on the outside because that's the way it was set up from when my grandmother was alive. You know, she she didn't have an attachment to us. So that echoed through the family And I guess it's not as much the problem as them being on their side. But what I didn't like to feel again is that used feeling. You know, oh, Maxine, you can come over and be a part of us, but only for certain things. They had their group. But what I found out later was that that wasn't such a bad thing. Because I realized was that part of it was me. I was looking for acceptance. And they were just who they were. So as I got older, I grew out of that, but it still doesn't take away the pain. It's very painful for family to hurt you. Um, I would say the second thing that is hurtful is the relationship with the man, especially my personality. You know, there are some women who every time they meet a man, they in love. Oh, he's my man. He's I am not that person. So when I connect with you on that level, that means a lot to me. And to be betrayed and hurt by that is like death. That, it felt like death to me. Like I wanted to just die. And I think I would say then that that would be the hardest part because my family dealing with them, they hurt me, but they didn't make me feel like death. But those relationships made me feel like death because I felt like I, I don't pour my soul into everyone. And when I do pour my soul into you that way and you hurt me, that's death. I, I, I've hurt behind a man before.
6: Believe me, I've done some dumb shit behind that pain too. You know what I mean? And I ain't even gonna hold you. I ain't gonna lie. I tried to run his ass over. I promise you I did. I sat outside his house until about five o'clock in the morning. I knew he's gonna come out to go to work. I sat with my lights off with the engine running and I waited for his ass. And as soon as he came out that bitch and tried to put the key in the car door, I ran up on him in my car, slammed on those brakes, tried to squeeze his ass in that he couldn't open his car door and Paul pulled up where he probably had less than an inch in between him and my car. Hmm. And I said to him, You better be careful out here fucking over women because you could have been easily got just now. You you crazy. (laughs) Yeah, I am. You better remember that.
2: All right, Jackie. (laughs) Sister Jackie, Jackie, let me intercede. (laughs) Trust me. I went through that whole stuff too. And I said, let me stop because I know I did not look cute in an in a orange jumpsuit. And I said, to myself, <laughs> I rolled up just like you did. I did all that. I didn't say that, but I did. I rolled up, cussed out, did all that. And I said, Maxine, stop because you're going to be behind some prison walls behind this person. Is this person worth it for you? And after much years of spiritual journey and all that it took years to get out of that thought process. That's how much that person was in my head. And I promised myself from that day and to this day, nobody's ever going to get in my head like that again. This is bullshit. Nobody should make you go this crazy. But I guess what it was is because it was someone that I was friends with from high school and we dated and we had a child. And but in that narcissism attitude, he it was like dating a serial killer. He wasn't like that when we were friends. And then when we started dating and finding out all these different things about him, I'm like, who is this person that had my head wrapped crazy? And I said never again. But that was I can say that was deep, deep pain for me.
6: I, I can agree. It was very hurtful. I'd known him for a long time. I was actually his boss uh, for some years. And usually I don't fraternize with employees or anything like that. But when after I left the job, he rolled up on his sister like, hey, what's up? Here's a card. Thank you for all that you did for the for all of us. I opened a card and like $600, $800 fell out the card and he said, hey. There's more where that came from. And I was like, oh, look at him trying to show himself. And we had the best time as friends first. So I couldn't believe that I fell for that. But any woman could have. I didn't see it coming. But at the end of the day, I just felt so disrespected by the game playing that I wanted him to understand you can't be around here fucking with everybody like that. You can't fuck over everybody because there you're going to come across that one female that's going to pull out on you and leave you where you stand, leave you laying there. I'm and Luckily, I didn't get to that point and I don't ever want to get to that point. I don't ever want to get to that point, like you said, Maxine. I don't ever want to be there again in my life because it, it didn't make me feel good. And after I drove away, I had to stop, I blocked all calls and I had to stay away from that brother for about a year and a half. Well, he's back around again. <laughs> but he's a little better. He's a little better. But I know how to deal with that. I know not to put all of my emotions in that. Um, But the I wish I knew how to come back to the family, the 30 year friendships. I wish I knew how to repair those. Um, a a man—he uh, cheats. Uh, you already kind of, kind of, you know, expect that out of a man. The but the betrayal from a sister of thirty years—I would have never expected. And, and I think what it—that's what it is. It's the, it's that shock. It's the shock and awe syndrome. Cause I was in shock.
5: That family, it to me would be like uh, everyone else that said. I think you know would would be the ultimate betrayal, and unfortunately, they're the ones closest to you, and you you share DNA, so that that closeness is already there that you have you have no choice like in. So you're growing up with these people. You're you know you're around them. They're a part of you. You're a part of them. And you share so much, like, you know, the holidays or birthdays, whatever, you know, all your life you may have been around certain people. And there's some family members you you've never been around. So they don't feel so much like family. But those ones that you're closely connected to, that you you have that bond with, when that is fragmented, I feel like that's the ultimate betrayal. Like that where you're you're uh you know, to the point where, damn, I, I can't fuck with y'all no more. Because y'all like to stab folks in the back. Like who, who puts a uh, family against family? Like that, that whole thing is so outdated. And, and that, that shit to me is so, uh, it, it's just frustrating that we still deal with people like this to this day. And it's like, what the fuck? Like, we should be helping each other try to grow. Let's build. Let's try to make something happen. But when you continue to deal with, with people who have these backwood mentality of the, well, uh, I don't, I don't want to do good, so you ain't going to do good. Or I'm doing good. I don't want you to get to where I am. You know, it becomes a point where you have to cut ties with people. Or, you know, they're stabbing you in their, in your back. They're talking shit about you to other people who are outside of the family. And to me, that's like unloyal. That's like you fucked up for real because what goes on in the family should stay in the family. You don't go taking that shit to other people outside of the family. And that's why I had to recently, like I said this year, 2020, 2021 for me has been two years of cleansing. And I'm all absolutely all right with it. Because first of all, we're responsible for our peace of mind. So if you're not protecting your peace of mind, regardless of who is from, that's on you at the end of the day. Now you got to deal with the consequences of allowing unhealthy people in relations to have closeness in your proximity. And if you Wanna to continue to let it go, then that's all you at the end of the day. That's why I'm like, why you gonna keep telling me this over and over again that you having problems with old dude for 10 years straight? No. I don't want to hear it no more. Like damn, we out of high school. Shit. You either gonna keep fucking him or not. I mean, shit. At the end of the day, it, it, are you digmatized? I mean, you're dealing with the finances. He ain't doing right in that area, but m- maybe he's giving it up to steal. Damn. Is he putting down that laying the pipe? I mean, damn. Just stay with him and say it's that. Shit. <laughs> He's taking care of this, well, don't complain about the finances then, damn girl. (laughs) But it's just, it gets to a point where you just get tired of being that person that continuously takes everything everybody else has to give. And like Maxine was saying, there's no give and return or you're in town. I didn't even know, Damn. You came from uh, over a hundred miles and you didn't even tell me like, shit, <laughs> what am I?
2: Chop liver? <laughs> and you know what, based on sisters, Letitia, what you said, and even Jackie, first I'm going to start with Jackie, because what happens is, is that think about your mindset and growth and thinking to a different level. Not everybody is capable of doing that. If you put 10 people in a room and you're lucky if three of them take accountability for anything, everybody else, the other seven is just go along to get along. Mm -hmm. And I think what happens in families sometimes is that they don't, they can't think on the upper level to make that higher level of thinking of a decision, even though they know it was wrong. They know it's wrong, but their, their mindset is not there. Oh, they sheepish. I call it the sheepish mentality. Oh, well, we know it ain't right, but we just going to go along over here, not even thinking about the depth of the relationship. I wonder, do they now think about the depth of what they actually threw away? And I'm going to tell you, Jackie, they probably didn't think it was no big deal. I'm here to tell you where it was the bigger deal for you because it you were in depth as they were, but you have a different level of thinking. You know, same thing like what you're saying, Sister Letitia, it's the same thing. You have a different level of thinking. It's the reason why we can be at peace now because we're not dealing with that crap no more. I remember being in the mix of all of that. It was a hard story constantly between the family, the man, the friend, take a pick, back and forth, back and forth. That shit was having my hair fall out at one point. Stress, anxiety feeling worried all the time. I don't have those concerns anymore. I don't feel like that. Or if I do have a problem, eh, it's just there for a little amount of time and then we move on.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: You know, and that's the the sad part about it. And I'm sure if you went back to them, you know, and said, X, Y, Z, you know, why did you do that? They would give you some simple answer. And you're dealing with all this hurt and pain, they don't even have the mindset to even think on the level you're even thinking. That's uh, and that's what I, I learned, and that's and once I understood that part, then it helped to put things in perspective, look at things at a three dimensional way, how people are thinking, how people are vibing. You know, oh, yeah, Jackie, you you may think like that, but you got X, Y, Z, and they're they're thinking down here being sheepish. And I'm gonna tell you, life comes full circle. They never know who they will need in this lifetime. Life comes full circle. That issue, Jackie, you have with those people, that's unresolved. That's going to come back. And they're going to be like, oh my gosh, I miss you. I love you. And maybe you could, even if you rekindle, it won't be the same, but at least you'll have some type of closure. You know what I'm saying? I I think we will cross paths again because
6: we're family. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. Can't get away from that. However, oh, those Negroes knew. They knew what they were doing because Mm. as soon as they said it, we were on a conference call. There was four of us. As soon as they said it and before I could respond, it was silence on the phone. Before I opened my mouth and said the word, they said, wait a minute now, sis. Wait, Wait, hold, hold now. I didn't even say anything yet. They said, wait a minute, sis, hold, because they knew how I would take it. They knew. That's the reason why they were all on a conference call that day. Of any other day, all of us are on the line. And then they wanted to tell me. So somebody on the line may be able to, you know, make some sense of it to me. (laughs) But... You know, they knew what they were doing. They knew because before I could response, they said, wait a minute now, wait a minute. And in silence. And then I cursed them the fuck out because they deserved it. They knew what they were doing. And that's it was that eerie silence at first. And then their response that really set me off because I was like, oh, wait a minute, Jackie. How did they even know what my response was going to be? So they knew they were about to wrong me. They knew it. So I think that that, yeah, I'm I'm still holding. I won't even lie. I'm still mad.
4: Hey, uh, so many J's in the room. Jamaica, what's up? Hey, ladies. <laughs>
6: hey,
4: Jamaica, welcome. Thank you. Yes. I mean, what you do and then give us a healthy tip for breaking up friends family or lovers
1: oh goodness um well i am jamaica um part of the on the wake up crew and i also specialize in uh different crystals and chakra
0: stones um a few of them to show
1: and things of that nature um now, to break up with family, I think I've been broke up with my family a long time. When I left when I was 18, it was over. I was always the outcast, so it wasn't hard for me. I decided at an early age that um, I was not going to raise my kids around that and, you know, moved out of state and have not looked back since. So, you know, with me, I think it was more life over everything especially when it came to me raising my kids, because some people, some of our families are very corrupted. And, you know, there's certain things that we have to do to make sure that that doesn't pass down to our kids. You got to break those generational curses. And I knew that at an early age.
4: Yeshika, you want to jump in? What's the worst betrayal? The friend, the family, or the lover? Like, what's the worst betrayal to you?
0: Mm, I guess I'll go with the family. And, you know, at one point, too, I had a husband. So he was, like, trying to turn... Like, my family was already against me, but it just seemed like he was also trying to manipulate the situation to make it seem like I was worse And they liked it him, you know? And so they would, like, cater to whatever it is that he was saying and everything to make me look like the bad person. And then I learned not to tell them my business, you know. Um but he was still like, you know, keeping contact with them and all that stuff. So I thought that was betrayal. And then when I had um called myself leaving him, I came down to Virginia and the person that i was staying with you know she kind of betrayed me too because she knew that i was trying to get away from him and knew i didn't have a place to live and was you know trying to start everything from ground zero with my kids so it was like just kept on me in resistance almost in the sense you know with trying to trust people. I mean, it's heartbreaking from, you know, growing up without a father. And then, you know, you're growing up trying to get to know certain girls that, you know, certain groups to fit in and to be part of the clique. And then you learn that, you know, those girls, you can kind of outgrow those girls and you know, you move on. But then to get married to someone and then he had that, I call it slave mentality. Um and it was just crazy. It was just crazy. But I think that's that's the worst betrayal because like to not have peace in your own home. You know, you constantly at war with every with just with that person and there's no peace in the home, I think that's the worst. In your own home, you gotta watch me sleeping with you. Betrayal.
4: Well, damn. All right. Um, as you ladies are talking, I like getting like glimpses and uh, different glimpses. So even when Leticia was saying like you write about it, that's something I've done. Um, to kind of just—that uh, was my detox. Do you? What I'm saying, so I totally got what you're saying. It was a detox. Whether it was, uh, whether it was something abuse or anything that happened, that helped me. Right? Is it not enough therapy in the fucking world? I ain't even gonna hold nobody. When you go through certain traumas, it's not enough to just like sit there and talk to someone. You now have to go inside and fucking rearrange this shit in here because you're you you're so unsure there's so much going on, and so for me, when we're talking about a healthy split and when you you guys are saying family, friends, lovers, for me, it's all of them it's all mm-hmm. of them because if I you know as it, that's what the mind does it goes in the past, right an <laughs> art of living right it goes in the past, and so I'm able to like sit here and and and, and I can't pick because there's no runner up, nobody's the fucking winner because everybody's fucked up, you know, and when I think of family, I think about good things but then there are family members that I have just kind of you know, like, okay, so we're not on the same frequency, I get it I know a lot of people aren't talking to people because people ain't, people aren't vaccinated, these people are vaccinated you voted for Biden, you voted for Trump, I'm talking about the dumb shit you get what I'm saying, uh, although I in Dayton I've had brothers talking about they're um, vaccinated, and it's just like, yeah, no, that's, I'm not, I don't, I might explode like confetti if I let you touch me. Do you get what I'm saying? Like, oh, I gotta protect myself. Um, <laughs> So, I mean, it's that type of thing. When I think of the lover, I think about the fact that I was with someone who I loved very much. He was very miserable, but I knew his childhood. I knew the traumas he had. I was willing to face it with him And at the end of the day, he dragged me verbally, emotionally, physically. That was a one and done. I don't, that was just that one relationship. I I can't, mm -mm. do you got what I'm saying? That shit stung. That shit hurt me. You know, the family part, the family member that's like, you know, playing both sides and you know what I'm saying? And they're not authentic and they're, they're pitting each other against each other. Brothers and sisters, cousins, you know what I'm saying? That shit is whack. Why would you do that? you sharing blood with these motherfuckers. And then there's the friend. The friend that you will tell your deepest, darkest secrets to. Because you might not tell your lover everything. You might not even tell your mother everything. But you're, that friend you kind of likes. Oh, girl, mm-mm yeah, I did kill him. This is where I buried the motherfucker. Do you get what I'm saying? And then to find out later that this, so that split is a piece of mind. Because if had you known what you known, once you finally could see the person, then you get it. Now, are we all perfect here? And I will keep it real with you. I have been at my demise, I'm going to be honest, I've always, that in me trying to fix stuff and going back and trying to Motherfuckers took it as me being whatever. But that's me. That's how I fix stuff. I'm like, let's try to fix it. Because I, I I don't believe in throwing away, you know, a few mm-hmm. years. I don't believe in that shit. I'm, I'm old school. But then sometimes the nail is in the coffin. It is what it is. And like you said, Maxine, it's about having peace of mind. Now, I want to know what is the first thing you ladies do when you finally, after you're like emotionally like drained and you've been sobbing and you've thought it over, what is one of the first signs that you know that you did a clean breakaway? Start with Maxine.
2: One of the first signs that I know is that I don't feel any guilt about it.
0: Mm -hmm.
2: I don't feel like I'm carrying anything. Um, I try to even look at myself to see where where did I fit in? Did I do something wrong? Did I, you know, I always try to make sure I'm checking in with myself, checks and balances. And I know when I again when I feel that peace. If I could just wake up and I don't feel like, oh my gosh, what did I do? I know I made the right decision, point in blank. And that's the other thing that we have to get better at is trusting our gut, you know, what. What we go through with our families and friends and lovers, you know, but I do say that the most hurtful thing, though, is that, you know, like going back to what Jackie said was that, God, you guys, not only did they confront her, but how long had you been feeling this way about me? That's Mm -hmm. really the hurting part. Like how long did you feel this way about me? And she's still dealing with the hurt. I know that too. When you feel deal with the hurt, you think about the memories about the people that you grew up with. Not only that, the loss of those children. Now those children are not in your life anymore. It's it's a it's a it's very choppy choppy, you know. But when you know overall that you've done the right thing, you just kind of go through a zen. But it takes time to work up to that point. That. Um, peace of mind because I always didn't have that sometimes I would feel bad in the past and I would carry it but I don't carry that anymore I have to learn discern going back to the discernment I have to trust my instinct that tells me what I needed to do and that's the decision that I made
5: is it my turn (laughs)
2: yes (laughs) ma'am
5: all right Um, so I would say the first thing I feel is a, a sense of relief like a weight Big weight is lifted like, <sighs> golly, that feels so much better. Ain't that better? <laughs> oh, my goodness. And I just think that's just peace of mind, really. that's you, you. You feel a sense of relief. Like, I'm not saying that you don't feel a little sense of hurt or a big sense of hurt. But if at the end of the day, you start feeling like, wow, my life is peaceful. Like, I have absolutely no drama. I love this. Like, there's no drama here. (laughs) Like, and that, my friend, is when you know that you have a clean break, like you created a healthier space for your life. And that is going to make for a better quality of life for you and your family, and that's important because no one else can create that for you but you. And we allow people to stay in our life that shouldn't be, and and there's some that that we have fucked up, and we're not allowed in their life, you know. So, like you said, in Cindy, we're not, uh, and I'm not going to sit up here and claim to have not fucked up some relationships. Um, And I had to grow. And my mid-20s is when I I started actually looking at myself. I was like, damn, like, you ain't right. (laughs) You got a bad temper. Um, You need to get put in check. So I had a coming to myself moment. I'm not even going to use the the other name, but uh, I had a coming to myself moment. And I had to get shit straight because I was unhealthy for other people. And when you start noticing that you're unhealthy for other people and you become healthy, then you start seeing where those reflections lie and who you need to maybe, I'm not saying you might completely break away. There may be where you just set boundaries. Hey, I only see him on the holiday, which, you know, I don't do pagan holidays, but whatever, whatever's your whatever floats your boat. If you do holidays, that's when you see him. Y- y'all ain't on the phone chopping it up every day. Like, that ain't going to be you, you know? Uh, so you have those type of relationships. They may be, "Hey, I see you in passing," type of shit. That's the only time we gonna speak, or you know, it's an everyday thing. So, reason, seasons, and lessons.
4: Sister Jackie.
5: Amen. Amen
6: to that, Leticia. <laughs> um. I can tell you when a clean break comes for me is when the phone rings and I look down at the call ID and I see who it is and I say, oh, hell no. (laughs) You won't get me again. (laughs) I will not voicemail. Send that straight to voicemail. It's a wrap. That's when you know you're done, like completely done. And it's, it's, you know, you can laugh about it. When before you would see the call pop up and you don't know whether you want to pick it up and answer it or talk to them or make up or whatever. But once you were resolute and you're good and you've enjoyed that little taste of peace and quiet, and it was so good to you, you would never go back to that toxic shit ever. What I will say is sometimes we can't, we don't have that choice with family depending upon who that member is in your family. Um, I do have currently a family member that is very close that is also toxic, but I cannot cut them off. can't because of who they are. But what I can say is I draw the boundaries and I, and to, for me, I have to be bothered maybe once every two weeks, maybe, maybe every three, maybe, maybe once a month just mm. to keep the peace. Um, because just because they're family, it doesn't mean that you're going to always get along. That you're always going to agree. That you're always going to be on the same page. I could be at a different place in my life right now because of all the shit that I've just endured. So right now, where I am in my life, I'm at zero tolerance and zero gives a fuck. That's just personally where I am. (laughs) Maybe others are not there yet. And it's not a good time for us to get together. Um, but give me some time then, and and I'm very vocal that I'll say that, hey, you know, I'm not in a good way, and you still on that goofy shit. How about give me about a month, and let me get my shit together, and then check, try me. Try me in about a month, because maybe I'm not in a good mood, or don't, you know what I mean? Because I know me. Um, I'm not perfect either. But the one thing that I can say is as a friend, as a sister, when I say I got your motherfucking back, I mean it. When I say I'm not going to lie to you, I mean it. When I say, hey, I'm a little raw around the edges, a little rough, but I'm going to tell you the truth, whether you like it or not. And if you're the type of person that's a little timid from the truth, then me and you are not going to get along. And that's just how it is. Um, And I'm okay with that because I'm going to keep my peace. So I know when I'm resolved, when I won't answer your damn call, and you know I'm not going to answer your call, and you get that voicemail every time you try. You know it's over, and I'm okay with that. That's my peace.
4: Uh Jamaica?
1: Um, I would have to say that um, that release of energy, that negative energy release, um, you start feeling better. You start getting more energy. Um, You know, it's all about, you know, you loving yourself first instead of putting up with the stuff that constantly goes on and on and on. And I had to learn that the hard way because I was always trying to be the peacemaker and always accepting and trying to repair things that you know sometimes just ain't fixable it's not repairable so when i just decided you know what forget it i'm done you know that you know you feel that release of energy and you feel so much better and you know that's what i went through is um really getting you know just that whole vibe was gone so that was my thing you know i have like i say i got family out of town and i don't get told about you know events and although i don't i'm like um you miss batiste i don't celebrate them holidays as well but you know when people when you know babies are born and stuff like that they don't tell me that so hey if i don't know hey i'm not missing out on nothing i don't feel bad about it you know i've tried you know I've tried to make peace. You know, when your own mother don't want to deal with you and you've never done anything to her, only did the things that she wanted to do in life. I'm okay with it. I mean, hell, my mother told me I was her ugliest child and I had to show her that I wasn't. (laughs) So it is what it is. You know, I got my family, my kids and my family. That's all I need. So that was my my big release. You know, I'm not going to keep on trying and keep on trying, and they're not accepting it. So hey, that's me wasting my energy and my time, and I don't have the time or the energy to waste.
0: Sister Yoshika, hey, Jamaica, you are so beautiful. Thank Hello.
2: you. But um, I second that. Yeah. Yes, I told her she was beautiful today. <laughs> yeah, she is beautiful. How do you know that it's over
4: right now that you finished crying, you've been drained? How do you know you've made a clean split, a, cre- a clean break from the family, the friend, or the lover? How do you feel inside?
0: Torn. I felt so torn. I felt so hurt. But once I gotten through the grieving process of everything, you know, I did all the crying, separated myself, and't speak to nobody. yeah, like everyone said, you feel that weight of energy lifted off your shoulders, um, just more energized, um, and you start thinking positively. And I think once you start um, doing away with all that negative, Energy being on you and being a burden it seemed like you know you're connecting to something more greater more higher like you know things that are coming to you
4: and now I, I did want to ask right because you know in us talking uh you know not just on divine femininity but just kind of getting to know you ladies and stuff I one of the things that I, I do realize even with myself is that there is a there are triggers. right there there are triggers there are things that you know like Jamaica you saying growing up and hearing from your mother like you're not pretty like these are the things that just they just sit in us especially when you're you're little and Mm -hmm. or you know you're not smart enough or you'll never become nothing or and so to be in these uh relationships whether it's friends family or lovers and now to have someone kind of like Either throw it back in your face, or just just certain things. People know how vulnerable you are, and I just wanted to know how do you deal with the challenges of knowing that you are sensitive in a way. You are vulnerable. You do have triggers. We're gonna start with Maxine this way. It can help you have a healthy break and not feel so toxic because it, it's in here. It's not really out there. They're sleeping good, like you said, Maxine. They're sleeping good. What what do you what do we have to do? So I want to know you ladies' point is Maxine
2: first. Um, it's so funny you brought that up, Cindy, about triggers because even recently I've had that where my family told me about something that happened in my childhood. Oh, didn't you hear? Like everybody knew about this secret. What was the secret? What was it? What was it? They said, Oh, don't you remember that time we was over at Mama's house and this lady that, you know, uh, some lady that I didn't know that's a relative said um, that my father wasn't my father. She said, oh, he's not your father. She said, you don't know I mean one of my cousins said to me, you don't remember that? And this is one of the cousins, like Jackie said, you always got one. <laughs> that's always a guy." Go- and when she said that to me, I just start busting out laughing. I said, I thought you guys were going to tell me that lady hit me in my head or did something to me. And how I got through, how I get through that is this is, let me tell you what my concept is about getting through all that. If I can't go to you for a drink of water, if I've never been able to come and get anything from you, then, then you can't touch me in that way there. You can't, at this point in my life, there's nothing you can do to touch me. No matter what you can say or do out there doesn't affect anything that goes on in this household. And so that's how I get around it. That's how I get around all the talk, all the talking and the gossip and and all of that stuff. So keep that bullshit on the outside. But when they say certain things to me, I just confront them about it now. You know, you guys know me and my knives and they would always tell me, oh, Maxine, you was crazy when you was little. Oh, you was crazy. I said, guess what? I got four now. And guess what? I'm the one that you would want to call if anything goes down. And they just go back like, oh, so that's how I deal with it now. I don't shrink back from it. I confront it head on. Don't fuck with me no more. I'm not that person I was many years ago. And let's just move on with life. But you have to work up to that. You know what I'm saying? It took a lot to work up to that. Namaste. (laughs)
3: Leticia
2: up next.
5: As far as us uh, dealing with triggers. And I think that's something that we have to work on internally. Like before we deal with people, certain people, especially if we know how they are, like I have very argumentative um, family members, um, people who like to throw up what they did for you as a child you're like, okay, I couldn't even fucking work. So thank you for taking me in. <laughs> I mean, it's, it's like that type of bullshit. So uh, I even had a, a, one of my aunts tell me that, <clears throat> that uh, the reason my mother killed herself was because of me and my brothers and sisters. So this is the type of shit we grew up around. Um, And so I learned, like I said, around my mid-20s, I learned where a lot of my behaviors stem from. I was them. And I was headed down that spiral, too, to act in that way or to uh, handle or resolve issues that I have with people in that way. And that's not healthy. And I knew that by seeing how other families were interacting with, because I moved out, I don't know if I told you, I moved out when I was 17. So there's a little backstory. So moved out, got pretty much went out on my own, back and forth with family, but mainly just on my own with my my son, my eldest uh, from 17, started working when I was 14 years of age. Um, so I had to learn how to, to deal with, those triggers like people throwing up shit in your face uh, or mistreating you or, or yelling and and throwing, you know, throwing up, you know, things that may have happened to you in your past. So I had to learn to check myself. And that's why I might not deal with people face to face. If I feel like you're going to just throw up, you're going to try to deflect, from whatever I'm approaching you about, even if I'm coming to you correct, you just have those because people have not unlearned unhealthy behaviors and you can't make them meet you where you are. So you have to meet them where they are. And so like Maxine, email, write a letter, shit, uh, take a picture, I don't know, find some way to communicate with that person how you feel. That way you get it off your chest. But dealing with people that you know, they know your triggers or they're not gonna let you get a word in edgewise. I don't attach myself, just like Maxine said, I don't attach myself to what people say. That's why people can call me whatever the fuck they want to. I don't attach myself to it because I have to give you that power to attach to it. I have to accept that attachment. So if someone calls me out my name, I'll tell them, no, that's not who I am. That's your opinion of me, but that's not who I am. I'm not attaching myself to that. So you can keep it and then keep it moving. Because really the people that are important to you, that's what matters. Those are the people that what they have to say matters. And if they don't, they obviously don't feel you matter to them enough if they can feel like they can walk all over you or mistreat you. So you have to be the one to protect yourself in that case and and don't allow people to to railroad you or gaslight you while you're addressing a serious matter with them whether it was uncle fred who used to uh molest the all the teenage girls in the family and y'all don't want to talk about the shit you know because y'all you just want to sweep shit under the rug and live with that shit but we need to address stuff like that the elephants in the closet so you know, and sometimes it's, hey, we just have to deal with people with a long wooden spoon. You know, mm-hmm. write a letter. Hey, call it a day. I got that off my chest. You know how I feel and keep it moving. Sister
4: Jackie.
6: Sister Letitia, you have never lied, honey. The family will stuff a big ass elephant in a closet. <laughs> um. I have triggers. Um, I'm very open and honest about my triggers because of my, uh, you know, things that I endured in my past. Um, Domestic violence, um, uh, rape, um, molestation, uh, homelessness. (laughs) I've done, I've kind of seen it all. You know, out there gang banging when I was young, on the block, holding it down with the rest of the dude. You name it. I've kind of done some of all. What I don't like is to be a person that's open and honest about life. Not my problems. <laughs> because I know I'm not the only one that has gone through it. But life. And to have someone close to you throw shit at you in the middle of a fight or an argument and these are the things that you have um, learned how to live through and navigate life with those memories in your mind, Um, it's a struggle. Uh, Some have made it and and came out on the other side okay. Um, Some have come out a little scarred like myself. And some didn't make it at all. But I'm here. And when you have someone that you have confided in that has a mad day and want to throw things like that, those mountains that you've had to climb in your life, not the hills, but the mountains, and use it, um, you know, as a weapon in a fight is just... It's it's, sometimes it's hard to 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 come back from that trigger. Um, I recently had a family member that whom I love dearly throw molestation in my face, Um, throw the domestic violence. And and let me just be clear when I say domestic violence, um, my house was broken into. I was screaming. I was actually on the phone with my mom. Mom, he's here, he's in the house, he's coming to get me. He took the phone out of my hand and he said, hey, I just wanted to tell you that your daughter's gonna die today. And he hung up and he tried to make good on his word to my mom. That was my domestic violence experience. That is what was thrown in my face. And it's a trigger. It triggered me so badly that it had me wanting to give up. That's how bad that trigger was for me because of who it, the mouth of who it came from. I couldn't believe that a family member that dear to me would take something that I experienced experienced as a teenager. Um, that was devastating to me, and and I mean, it was the epitome of trauma. And use it in an argument. Well, if you can forgive him, then I know you can forgive me. Hmm. And you say that he kidnapped, beat, and tried to kill you. You said he did. But I don't know if he did, cause you forgave him, but you want to hold a grudge with me. Do you understand that that grudge that I had <laughs> grew even more because I was like, you know, how do you come back from you? I can't erase that. What you just did, that could never be erased, because now you've shown me a side of you that I didn't even know. I didn't know you had it in you, but it's there. It's nasty. Um. But I can't separate myself from them because of who that person is in my life. But what I can say is I'm going to keep my peace because after that day that I hadn't felt that way since I was probably in my early 20s, you know, you just fuck it. I just want to give up on like, oh, God, it's nothing. That's how that's the mind that's the space that I was in when they did that to me, but never again. Um, Sometimes it could be your mother. It could be your father. It could be your siblings. Mm -hmm. If it's toxic to that point, then sometimes you have to cut people off and go on about your life. And that's the, that was the choice that I had to make with that particular family member. And um, it's hurtful uh, to have to make a decision like that to step away from someone that you love so dearly but is hell-bent on hurting you to the core that it literally would break you down and make you not want to wake up the next day to breathe and enjoy life. That's a feeling that I never want to feel again in my life ever. So if that means that whether it be mother, father, brother, sister, it doesn't matter that I have to step away from you in order for me to stay present, then that's what I have to do and be at peace with it. So I had to do that and and be at peace with it. And that's, that's a very raw and Honest, honest moment that I just shared with you guys um, that I just recently went through. And this was my mom.
5: So, yeah, I left that on the table for you. I just want to thank you for your transparency because that is like, you know, I'm sorry you went through that.
6: Thank you. Um, And I will say that I I don't look back on those traumas in my life. My trauma started at eight. I don't ever look back on them and, you know, at this point, wish that they never happened. I stopped wishing that years ago. And I started accepting that they happened to me in my life for a reason. Mm-hmm. So today, as I stand as a woman, um, with my head held high, and my back straight, and my feet planted firm, I'm supportive of other women that endure domestic violence. I back them one hundred percent. You called me. You need a place to hide. I'ma hide you. I'm trust and believe. I'm gonna call everybody in my Rolodex and find you a spot to hide, and do everything in my power to help you. But there's women that will never open their mouth and tell the story. And do you know, they don't have to because I can see it in them. And that's the blessing that I have received after going through all of that uh, and surviving it. Now I can look at a woman and tell. She don't have to say a word. I could tell her, stop letting them beat you. I I could see it in them. So that is the blessing. And like I said, you know, when my mom said what she said to me, I was floored. Mm -hmm. But I know that I have to step away in order to maintain my peace. Because I have three beautiful women that I'm raising that need me. And I would Mm -hmm. never do that to them, ever. So lesson learned. And this show was very important to me tonight. And thank you this topic thank you ladies
4: yes lady yes uh shout out to Leticia and maxine it's so funny you guys didn't speak to each other but y'all said the same thing the same week so it was like perfect jamaica your turn
1: um i would have to say my triggers um well first i started at a, a early age of um learning by my own mistakes and everybody else's mistakes um to deal with the do's and not do's, Um, you know, as I was learning at an early age, you know, even though I was quiet, my mother was like, you're being sneaky. It was more of like sneaky to her, but it was just more like observing and saying, this is what I'm not going to do, you know? Um, So it was like a good learning experience, uh, experience because me and my, you know, being in my forties now I know what I can deal with and can't deal with and who I need to cut off and who I don't need to cut off. Um, I don't I don't reach out to family unless they reach out to me because I done did so much reaching out. It's, you know, it's, it's, you know, worth, not worth it, you know, worth my time or energy. So to keep my sanity, I just, you know, just keep it between me and my kids and raise my kids like I'm supposed to. Because I'm at the point to where if you can't even accept my own kids, then why am I going to bring them around? You know, there was times where um, before, you know, I used to celebrate the holidays. I would bring them out there and they would just ignore them. And, you know, my kids seen it. But, you know, the way I raised my kids, you know, they were very, you know, grateful because I took care of them. They didn't have to want for nothing. So anything that they missed out with my family, they wasn't missing out at home so when i just you know i just decided to say hey enough is enough you know and like he like sister jackie said um i've also i've never really experienced the domestic violence relationship somebody tried he tried me it didn't work um but i did lose a sister to domestic violence who was pregnant with twins and you know, that was that really touched me. It um hurt the whole family because one, not only was she pregnant with twins, but she was sickly. She was sick of um suffering from sickle cells. She was only 90 pounds, if that. So, you know, that kind of hurt the family as well. And that's when my, you know, breaking point was and I just that's when I decided to leave because it happened when I was young. Um when, when she passed. So I would say just, you know, knowing when to let go was my biggest thing. And, you know, I'm not going to deal with it. I'm not going to let anybody push my buttons because they don't know me. And the thing is, is they will go by the old me and I'm like, you don't know nothing about me. So whatever you say about me, go ahead and say it. It's not going to hurt me because I've grown and made me a better woman today. So you can say all you want, it's not going to affect me because I've had that, you know, and I'm the type, I'm not argumentative. So I'm not going to argue. I'm going to laugh at you, honestly, make you even madder. So, hey, you want to lose all your energy trying to piss me off? Go ahead. It's not going to happen.
4: Well, Okay. Uh, Yeshika, babes?
0: I agree with Jamaica. Oh, You know, as far as what people trying to push your buttons and try to trigger you to go ham on them Um, by being the bigger person and just saying, you know, that doesn't hurt you. You know, Um, a lot of times people would do stuff like that deliberately just to pick fights, just to pick arguments and whatnot. But once you have grown from that. You kind of learn the manipulation tactics. Um, and you just don't let that bother you because you're not in that space anymore. You're not, you don't elevate it, you know? Um, I remember one time I used to say, you know, since I've been baptized, you know, that's the old me. I, I don't even know who you're talking about anymore because I'm not that person. <laughs> because, you know, you can be baptized. It was, said that, you know, you washed away on your sins. So, hey, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> and laugh at them. Because, you know, you ain't going to win this, this
4: fight. You ain't going to win this battle. But, yeah. So, I, I basically want to say before we move on to the last, the next before last one of uh, figuring out what we're grateful for is that For me, as you guys are talking, I was saying on the the back of this, I was basically saying I wanted to cry because I thought about the fact that we're all connected and that Mm -hmm. I found you guys. And not like you guys were lost or in the trash or anything like that, but to just be tethered to such kind, beautiful bitches that will cut you in a heartbeat, but wonderful individuals, each one of you guys. And, you know, it actually triggered not a horrible but great but kind of bad memory and my uh, my lack of having a bunch of friends. I'm eight. I'm in the second grade. You know, when you're little, everything seems so big. I have a friend. Every day we have lunch. Me and Barbara. Every day. Every day. And right before... So imagine going from September, you're in the second grade, and then you get somewhere to like May. It's one more month left. And Barbara tells me my family's moving. I cried. I cried. Because that was like my friend. We're fucking eight years old. And so that's why I try not to do too much closeness because I like, I latch on do you get like i hold on because friendship to me is just not friendship to me it's some it's a lot deeper than it's like the secrets it's the everything like you understand me and i understand you and the reason why we came together is because we're reflections of each other Mm because we've all been through some shit some shit we had no business being pushed through. And whether that was through family, friends, somebody we dated, a an ex-husband, an ex-boyfriend, whoever. And so for me, it's really it's hard because once I get attached, that's it. So when someone pulls away or somebody says I didn't do the right thing, I don't know how to process that shit. Cause I'm still stuck at being eight. And of course eight is when I was molested. Eight is when I do you get what I'm saying. It 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 was a lot to compartmentalize for me. So a lot of times when I do uh, have arguments with people, which I try not to, I try not to trigger the eight-year-old in me because that was the most vulnerable time in my life. I know it's insane. I know they say we shouldn't live in the past. I shouldn't be here like crying like a fucking baby. But <sighs> so I value each of you. No matter you whatever tomorrow you you, you I, all you guys could wake up and tell me you're all freaking, I don't know you're gonna be monks. It is what it is. I'm gonna still love y'all, and so I just wanted y'all to know that. And the next uh bit is that how do we move forward? What are you guys instilling in your children to make them understand? Because sometimes you can't really tell them because they look at you like you're crazy. What are you telling your children so that way they could understand healthy boundaries, healthy split family, friends, lovers? Maxine
2: first. Um, Well, the first thing I always teach my children is that people are just not well mentally. They're just not well. And so I definitely don't teach them to hate because sometimes I think the lines can be very thin when it comes to like how races teach their children to hate other races don't like those niggers or don't like those people, those group of people, why? Because they're just nobody. Sometimes I think even with our own families, it gets to that point. It, it, that's how thin the line can be. And so what I never wanted to do is have my children to be hateful towards anybody, but also to understand, to teach them how to create boundaries for themselves and how to love people from afar. And they see it, how I channel through it they see that I don't spend a lot of time on focusing on talking about my family or friends or different people. They'll ask me, mom, what happened to so-and-so? And I'll have to tell them, well, you know, we're not friends anymore. They remember those people being around. I said, but I still love them. I tell them that. I still love them, but I just, it just didn't it couldn't work out anymore. And I just leave it at that and, and move on. And so then it teaches them how to have healthy boundaries and how to pay attention to their own instinct and gut when those issues arise in their own lives. So these are things that I'm trying to teach them. Like, you you know, Jamaica talked about breaking generational curses. Come on, we all come from the time where a whole bunch of crap went on. Nobody was accountable to anything. Those family members could do and say whatever they wanted to us, but those days are no longer. So now we have a different methodology where we could teach our children so they can have healthy mindsets. And I don't ever want my children to feel like I I felt inferior because they are not inferior human beings. You know, and so that's, that's what works. And it's the constant conversation that we'll have. And whenever they want to bring it up, we talk about it. But I want their minds to be healthy. I don't want them to be hateful, but also understand how to set clear boundaries with people. And so they can have healthy lives.
5: So I would just... I want to piggyback on Miss Maxine because a lot of what she said is what I've I've been teaching my children as well, um, due to the unhealthy boundaries within my uh, family relationships, along with um, intimate relationships. So the one thing I would add to that is is and it kind of goes hand in hand with not being hateful is r- respectfully disagreeing with people. Even me, I've I've told them, you need to respectfully disagree with me if you don't like something, or if we need to look at how we change things. Maybe you want a later curfew, come talk to me about it. Because I want them to know how to deal with conflict in a respectful in a healthy manner, have healthy conflict, conversations that aren't easy. Make sure you try to, to sit with yourself. I've even told, you know, my boys, because I'm not with their father, my first husband, um, because their relationships was off and on due to his, you know, his choices. But either way, I've told them, you need to help have a healthy conversation with him about how you feel about his in and out of your life or whatever, whatever it is you're feeling. That way you get it off your chest because you can tell me all day, but it's not to the person you really want that message to get to. It's only you're only you're only basically uh, you're you're only giving me the information, but it's not going to. It's falling. It's not falling where it needs to land. Basically. So anyway, uh, just respectfully disagreeing with people and 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 telling them hey i i agreed to, to disagree with you or you know um speaking your mind and how you feel in a respectful way even to adults because we were told you don't talk tell adults shit regardless i don't care what it is if you don't agree you better just keep it to yourself you calling me a lie? i mean really <laughs> you can't question nothing because now they're a lot. like i didn't call you a lot just Hey, is there really, did we really go to the moon? You're calling me a lot? That's what the white man said. They went to the moon. Well, okay. <laughs> Don't ask no questions.
4: Jaggy baby.
6: I'm back here cracking up off of that with the teacher. But that's what the white man said. <laughs> well, I would say I moved away from family so fast and so far <laughs> when i was younger um when i did have my kids there was no family around there was none of my family around like i moved to i moved away it was uh it was just me my husband his family which were all elders and my children so my children thank god did not have to grow up with with what I had to grow up with on both sides of the family. <laughs> like not just the mother or the father. Both sides. Um, they visited, they know who their family is. But when when the shit pops off, my children was never around to see it. Ever. So it's not that I kept them shielded, it's just where we lived, we were just far removed from family. But one thing that they know about me, I do not like lies. Despise them. Um, lies crawl on my skin like spiders. I hate them. So, don't lie. Whatever you do in your life, be confident enough in yourself. The choices that you've made, whether they were they worked out well or not, it doesn't matter. You have a choice. It's your choice, and speak the truth always. You don't have to answer to anyone else in life except for yourself and your character. So always speak the truth. I don't care if you're scared to tell the truth, you better tell it because I cannot help you in the right way based off of a lie. I need to know the truth. So, and and I want you to do that with everyone. Speak how you feel honestly and openly and don't ever let anybody make you feel like you were wrong about speaking your truth because it's your truth. Um, And that's how my girls are. So with my oldest, she's 25. She says some shit out of her mouth to me, but, but I can't respond because I have to stop myself and say, you know what, Jack? Either you're going to accept her truth, her her true, honest feelings, or not. So I have to respect her true, honest feelings. So I will shut up. I let her speak. I let her tell me how she feels. I hear her out. And then I'll give her advice. But if it's about me, then I have to accept that that's how she feels about me, her mom. And not tell her she's wrong. But just say, I'm sorry. I'm sorry that's how I made you feel, because she's entitled to her feelings. I'm entitled to my feelings as an adult. We all are entitled to our feelings. We just need to be honest about them and not lie. And I think we'll all get along um, much better. So that's what I teach my children. And um, I'm so proud of them, um, because they speak the wicked truth. And even though it may hurt a little bit, I have to respect it for the truth.
4: Jamaica, darling. Yes, yeah,
6: so
1: I agree with um everything you ladies have said. Um about a little bit of everything out of each one of you is the way you know I raised mine. Um one, I taught them to love no matter what. You know, they knew what the situation was. They seen it at an early age. I hate, hate that they, they had to see it. You know, when we you know, you know going to visit family, but they seen it, and you know they was mature enough because I gave left that you know that door open to be open enough to talk to me. Um, and to this day, that's how they are, and I you know raised them to be expressive. You know, speak your mind. If something is wrong, let me know. Um, I uh, raised them to be respectful. I was the type that, you know, if adult comes to you the wrong way, let me handle it. You know, I don't want them, dis- I, you can't even, I don't even want them disrespecting any adults as well. That's the way I raised them. Let me handle it. I'm the adult, so I'm going to approach them. They don't want me to handle it. So there's it a lot of stuff that sometimes they wouldn't even tell me because they know how I react when it comes to my babies because I don't play. But, um You know, they had issues, you know, with their fathers, you know, broken promises and all that. But I've always never talked bad about him. I always taught them to love him. And I gave them the opportunity to see, you know, the way he was as they got older. And they started seeing that. But I still taught them, hey, that's your father. You only have one. You're going to love and You're going to respect him no matter what. So, you know, if you're going to respect me, you're going to respect him. You know, people are set. You got to realize that some people have mental health problems and you got to you know, be able to deal with that. And, you know, some people, they just, they don't know how to deal with their own mental health. So, and I had to teach my kids that as well. You know, there's a lot of issues that people have and you got to be able to, you know, be understanding to those issues. I'm not saying just give in, maybe understanding. And, you know, they, they come to me, about anything they're very blunt they're not gonna bite their tongue you know there's one point where he tried to talk about me and you know my daughter checked him hey you're my daddy but you're not gonna talk about my mama I'm sorry she never talked about you we're not gonna do that and she was young she was only 13 but she was not playing and he called and told me he was like your daughter is all you she may look like me but that is all you I said yeah but was she disrespectful he was like no I said okay man that's all that matters she was. She didn't say nothing disrespectful to you. She spoke the truth, her truth. So we gotta respect that. And so, you know, that's the way I raised my kids, and they're grown now, and they certainly don't play now.
4: <laughs> yeah, chica, darling.
0: It's everything that everyone said. A little bit of everything, um, especially with what Jamaica was saying. You know, unfortunately. My daughters was there and they seen how their father behaved, you know, during that period where we had to move out of the home because of his behavior. They noticed the shifts within him. He wasn't behaving right. So no, I wasn't able to break any. Well, I guess I did break some, you know. cycles of trauma. But at the same time, you know, I just. try to have them, you know, do the. Healthy boundaries, with, you know, talking to their father and whatnot, but. Um, they know how I feel about not speaking to him directly because his behavior was off the chain and he really needed some therapy. But um yeah, I I, I let them express themselves as well because, you know, all that build-up tension, what they were going through and you know, reliving their childhood. I was letting them be able to verbalize how they felt about what was going on, and let them speak their truth, um, and and they know not to lie to me because that is one of my truths. Um, but other than that, they they are right, like children. Um, it wasn't really brought up around a lot of my side of the family as far as um, you know my first cousins and them because. They didn't feel comfortable around them and we just decided not to have them around them like that. So that wasn't the issue. The issue was mainly their father and his his people's. But other than that, they're some good kids. They grown um an empty nester. <laughs> trying to relive and rebuild myself all over again, you know, get back to get back in touch with what yashika wants to do.
4: I'm going to drop my children off by you since you're an empty nester. <laughs> so I can start <laughs> mine's early. No, <laughs> no I, I, honestly, I, I probably because I think of all the things that I didn't like and I, they say it's for your ass whooping is for your good, I, I guess. Uh, it put a lot of fear in me, right? Yeah. You, you know not to talk back, like Latisse said. Well, You know, I am I lying? And you're like, but you said to close the door. You're like, I cannot believe this. Like, I am getting beat for some shit that ain't had nothing to do with me. Mama mm-hmm. had a bad day at work or dad had a bad day at work. And now they all taking it out on me type shit. And so mm-hmm. something that I've learned to do was because I hated it so much, right? Um. My grandmother once taught me that every child you had is every child you have is an individual. They're mm-hmm. all different. Yes, it's the same recipe to make the cake, but the cake comes out different every time, right? Mm-hmm. So some people are hard headed. Some people have a soft what is it? A hard head, soft behind. Some people you just need to talk to them. Some people you got to take some something, something away. You just have to figure out what kind of child you have, right? And then. Part of that is, some of that is the ancestors. Half of that is you, half of that is daddy. You know how that shit go. So um, I teach them, the body is a what? A temple, because that's how they say it when I say it. A temple, right? Um, I just teach them to never let anyone like walk all over them. Always like keep a sharp eye. If anybody says something and they feel uncomfortable, like let me know. Um, my daughter, since she was little um my son since he was little even though people got on me since they could talk and from like three years old I kept them till it was time for them to go to about second grade I kept them home because I wanted to teach him how to read and write and all that stuff and mm-hmm. I kind of just told them that um anytime you feel uncomfortable you let me know because I've been and then I didn't have anyone because again I came up in the culture of you can't say nothing you say it you're wrong, or you're saying you're talking out of turn as a child. And my daughter's her name is Jasmine, a snitch. She would snitch. I'm talking about any and everything that was done, said. She she's telling, and it 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 it, it was never anything like horrible, but it was like, okay, I did what I had to do. Because she she'll even now as a being 18, she's about to turn 19. She'll say to me, okay. This is what happened. And I don't go, ah, you know, you don't turn into the fucking monster. It's been said and done, right? So um, I think for me, the whole healthy aspect of just doing things the right way is I think it just comes from the heart. I think once you kind of get past your head, your thoughts, the emotions, and you kind of just sit, because sometimes I do need a day or two to kind of sit and think. Because, you know, a lot of times we want to just rip somebody's fucking head off. And so you can't take things back. That's something I always know. There's things you say you cannot take back. So I'd rather be quiet. Figure out how I really feel about you. Do you get what I'm saying? Even if you said what you said. But let me sit in this moment and really just go to to my truth. And so I, I thank you ladies so much. I wanted you ladies to tell me. Last but not least, what three things you're grateful for, Maxine?
2: I am grateful for life and waking up each and every day. That is the biggest thing. I am grateful for having opportunities in my life, especially, like I said, going through this milestone that I'm going through this month. I feel the best time. This is the best time of my life right here, right now. And lastly, I'm grateful—not even lastly, but most of all—grateful for you sisters and your friendships, uh, for your friendships, because we are such kindred spirits. We have all gone through different phases of our lives, and we're not crazy. Hence, why we're having this conversation tonight. <laughs> because growing up, we felt like we were crazy. But I'm—I'm I'm just. Those are the th- the three things that I'm grateful for, and I thank you.
5: So my, my three grateful things I'm grateful for is uh, my family, um, the, my true family, I'll say, because I think you can make your family whoever you want them to be. Um, so I'm grateful for my family. I'm grateful for the friends and tribe that that I have. I've met um, through you guys uh, as well as, as those who have come into my life over the last year or two and uh i'm grateful for my health sorry for the background noise um, <laughs> but yeah I'm, I'm grateful for my health to be able to wake up and still have still know that i'm in my right mind like Maxie said i'm not i'm not crazy i, I do live in this crazy ass matrix but i'm not crazy <laughs> so, but it's it's always a pleasure uh being in y'all's presence, jackie
6: i am I'm grateful um to wake up every day um have breath in my body to be able to see the sunrise, which is absolutely stunning down here in the south um I'm grateful for life's experiences the good and the bad Um, it's taught me balance and then I'm grateful for sisterhood um, what we have established and developed um, in this group of women is extremely important especially right now at um, this phase in my life I didn't I've never really been around a lot of females Uh, Mostly men. Um, I was always a tomboy. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. I took to men much faster than I took to women. Um, Not in in any intimate way, but just, you know, in a friendship way. But I thank you, ladies, because there's been moments that I felt like I, that I was down. And um, you have no idea how I would wake up sometimes in need of our group and WhatsApp, and just to tap in and to feel like I'm a part of something because it makes me feel like I'm alive, I exist, I'm present in the moment. So I thank you guys
4: for that. Jamaica, up next.
1: I would also say my health, um, waking up every day, to be able to, you know, do the things that I do, make sure my family is taken care of. I am grateful for my kids um, and everything they do. They keep me going and keep me alive and living. And then you ladies as well, you know, I have to piggyback off everybody else because I have a newfound family, a new group of sisters. And, you know, we just, you know, we're just showing everybody that they that rumor that females cannot get along is a lie, <laughs> because um, you, you know it's more than you know. A friendship is a family. So I am very grateful for you all.
0: Yes, Chico. Hey, I'm grateful for life. I'm grateful for um, the divine waking me up every morning to give me another chance, another opportunity. Um. Grateful for this journey. Although I didn't ask for it, it's been a hell of a ride and still going. Um, Life has taught me a lot of lessons and uh, patience Um, and, you know, dealing with life and death situations. Um, And of course, you know, um, yeah, ladies. You know, the sisters I I appreciate uh one hundred. Glad to be part of this network of community. You know, with the ladies.
4: Thank you, sister. I am I am grateful for I was gonna say waking up, but I, I didn't go to bed till the sun came up. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Just just still being here, I am am grateful for my wonderful children, and I am grateful for you ladies, because you ladies, you ladies are like my Barbara, you know, like, best advice, best jokes, (laughs) best, just anything, like, even, like, like, I wake up, and I'm just, like, feeling like whatever, and then I could just, like, any one of you, just. Pick one of your sisters. Fuck, pick all of them, and you guys are like always there. Do you get what I'm saying? And I never feel like a burden. Do you get what I'm saying? It mm-hmm. feels natural. It feels authentic. It feels genuine. And I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful you guys are my Barbara. I appreciate y'all.
5: Anything mm-hmm. last
4: y'all want to say, ladies, before you leave out? See, you got
5: like you got like twelve in place of Barbara. See what happened? See how the universe worked that
4: out. I promise you, you know people be Facebooking people. I don't even know the child's last name. We was eight. I don't know nothing. You don't know nothing but a first name when you meet somebody. Any last words, ladies, before we go out? Any last healthy tips? I I have
6: one thing I'd like to say, and, and that is thank you. Because when I was... I was was at a bad, bad, bad place being broken down by someone that I love the most in life. The one who gave me life. Mm
0: -hmm.
6: And there was something that you said to me and it helped me get up the next day out of this bed shake myself off, look at myself, love myself, Mm -hmm. appreciate my own accomplishments in life. Mm
0: -hmm.
6: You said, Jackie, we always look at those that we have in our life that have these titles attached to them, you know, like mother, father, brother, sister, daughter, son, they have these significant titles attached to them that mean something to us. But the one thing that we do not know how to kind of like detach from that is that they are people. They're human, just like you. Mm-hmm. They're flawed, just like everybody. Nobody's perfect. So you must remember first that they're people, forget the title, they're people. And that made me, uh, it just changed my perspective. It really did. Because I had, it made me, it helped me forgive even faster. You know, Um, and I thank you for that. I thank you for allowing me to pour into you and being there for me. I, I appreciate you. And thank you, ladies, as well.
4: I love you too, sis. Ain't mm-hmm. it the, ain't it some shit when you could give advice to somebody, <laughs> but then be mm-hmm. falling apart and need advice from somebody else? Henceforth, yeah. we pour into each other.
2: Well, we love you, Jackie. Can you know what? Thank you. What Cindy said is so right, and I couldn't say it better. You know, mm-hmm. I always have the saying that hurting people hurt other people. And they do the best they can with what they have, whatever that level is, you know. But I'm gonna wish you great strength always, sis.
6: Because you, I appreciate it. Thank you. You
2: know, I love you to the bottom of my heart always. Because you keep your, you remind me, Jackie, of when I was growing up in the hood, and you always had that one, like the auntie friend that was everything, you know. Always right there and kept it 100. I haven't seen that spirit in so long. You know, and so it just feels so refreshing to have that and just know that you're great and that people are always gonna challenge you because you because you speak your truth. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: Mm-hmm.
2: But that helps us to be better, to speak our truth.
6: And thank you, Maxine. I appreciate that. Um being who you question. are,
5: Jackie. Don't change yes. who you are. Right, exactly. Who you are. To the fullest of your ability, who you are as a person, and you know, we like you said, we're all flawed, so we all have challenges that we need to correct in ourselves. But be the best version of you each day, because you know that's that's what's great about about you. So keep being you.
6: I love y'all. Thank you so much. I truly appreciate your words. I do. I do. And I don't take them lightly. I I take them to
1: heart. (laughs) And I just want to send a lot of love, light, and energy your way because, you know, I've been in that situation. I understand where you're coming from. And, you know, just always, you know, keep your head up, look in the mirror, and always put you first. You know, that you are, you, you know, your biggest fan, you know, just always put you first. I'm a woman of affirmations. So, you know, just look in the mirror and, you know, say those to yourself you are a beautiful spirit and don't let anybody break you you keep being strong because you're a strong woman
6: thank you for that thank you i appreciate what it I tell, what did
4: i tell you i said you don't get off your throne for nobody mom and <laughs> daddy you don't get off your throne for nobody just like that
6: you did just like that <laughs>
4: Take that crown back up. <laughs>
6: I, had, I had to readjust <laughs> it. <laughs> thank you, ladies. I love y'all so much.
4: I love y'all too. All right, let's pick up the fucking mood. Oh, God. <laughs> I love y'all so much. Y'all have a good night. You too. You as
1: well.
6: Good night.
0: Good night. Good night. I love y'all.
6: Thanks for keeping the lights on, Diane.
4: Cindy Ashby Ashby Ashby
6: Productions. On the wake up. Hi, I'm Jackie Q, an owner of Joni Hair, Skin, and Wellness Products. All of our products are made by hand and infused with nature's healing powers. Beautiful essential oils blended to perfection, and lots of love. Try our butter soft Shea and Fragrance Collection for women and for men, and our best. We are now partnered with Coco Shema and her scented soaps that are heavenly. So please join the Joni family at JoniProducts.square.site and on Instagram at Joni products and Facebook at Joni Products FB.
3: Spread the love. This is it's Miss Max, health and culture owner of Ministry and Wellness, where we offer alternative solutions for people dealing with sleep, stress and anxiety. Did you know 70% of Americans only get one good night of sleep a month while another 11% report having insufficient sleep every night? Let me help you get the rest you need while helping with your stress and discomfort through natural solutions that won't leave side effects. You deserve to be the best version of yourself. Visit ministryandwellness.com That's ministryandwellness.com for my hand and affordable selection. Have questions about our products? No problem. Book your free consultation with health and wellness advocate, Maxine Sinclair or call 855 200 double seven four. That's 855-200-2774. Here at Organic Dispensary LLC, we are committed to keeping our communities healthy with 100% safe and effective immune building products. Our wirecrafted purple sea moss is our top seller and is proven to contain 92 of the 102 minerals present in the body and necessary for maintaining good health. Visit our line of organic products at organicdispensaryllc.com That's organicdispensaryllc.com and get back to natural, healthy immune systems. Coco Shamer offers the best selection of our formulated natural organic hair and body care products at unbeatable prices. Our hair and body loving goodies have become synonymous with the quality of the highest industry standards. We ensure a continuous variety of fantastic products along with unique limited edition and seasonal items that fit any budget. Coco Shamer creates handcrafted, decadently personalised body care products for total pampering and enrichment so that your mind is relaxed, your body feels better and your soul is inspired. Come explore at www.cocoshamer.com That's k-o-k-o-s-h-e-m-a.com.
1: Hola I am your hostess Boricua Angie and
2: I'm on the Wake Up Radio Thursdays at 9. My show is called Thoughts of a Light Skin Woman. That is also my IG handle and Gmail. The holidays, the winter is coming. I sell pasteles and coquito. And also I do digital flyers. If you're interested, hit me up. I
3: got my girls